0: What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about the delicious, smooth Strava Craft coffee. And, guys, this week, Through Monday at midnight, Strava Craft Coffee is offering an incredible deal to all of our existing DNVR members. There's so many perks to becoming a member and using that code BRONCOS when you do to help us in the member competition, and Strava Craft Coffee is one of them. Guys, through Monday night, Strava Craft Coffee is giving all DNVR members 30% off their Strava Craft Coffee purchase, and if you haven't tried this incredible CBD-infused coffee, now is the time. And if, you've, if you're already a member, you will have received an email earlier this week with your 30% off coupon code. If you join during this week during our member program contest using that code BRONCOS, make sure to email HELP at the DNVR to get that Strava Craft coupon code for 30% off. And once you've already used that 30% off, code Make sure to use the magical code DNVR20 for 20% off your purchase. They have so many flavors and so many different amounts of milligrams of CBD in their coffees. There's so many to choose from. I personally love the toasted marshmallow, but they have milk, chocolate, black cherry, brown sugar, so many fun flavors to get in your CBD infused coffee. So check them out and make sure to join the DNVR.com using that promo code Broncos to get your 30% off coupon for Strava Craft Coffee. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Welcome to the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Thursday edition. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my main man, Andrew Mason. Thank you guys so much for rolling with us today. Can't wait to talk about the playoff picture. But before we do, got to tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. And what are you guys doing in your life come spring 2021? We have a few suggestions for you. Time and time again, the one thing that will protect you against economic dirt tap downturn is an education allowing you to adapt into varying careers. Go build that toolbox at MSU Denver. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs in their industry and guys it's not too late to sign up for the spring semester so go check them out at msudenver.edu slash online to see all they have to offer my boy mace what's going on i'm happy to be rolling with you today my friend
1: always pleasant zach how are you doing
0: Uh, i'm doing fantastic mace can you believe that we're halfway through the nfl season right now
1: yes i can (laughs) it's funny like it's Maybe it's because everything this year seems to be going in slow motion. Yeah. Because, you know, because, you know, it's it's not normal. We're still doing everything via Zoom during the week. But even though we didn't have a full training camp, a full preseason, it feels like this season is crawling. (laughs) <laughs> so
0: it, it does definitely feel like that for you. Maybe it should feel like yeah. it's over for you.
1: Yeah. How about you? I mean, do you think it's flying along? Cause I, I, I get, it, I, I don't.
0: <laughs> I think I, I personally think so. I can't believe that, you know, we can, we can project the Broncos final record just by doubling their games now. And that's probably something Broncos fans don't want to talk about right now, but of course at three and five, the Broncos are on track to go six and 10 this year.
1: I mean, right now, to me, Zach, the Jeff Driscoll experience, the Jeff Driscoll start plus roughly seven-eighths of a game against Pittsburgh, that feels like it was two seasons ago.
0: Well, that's fair. I I definitely agree with that. That honestly feels like it was the Brandon Allen experience.
1: Right. (laughs) And you're kind of lumping them together. I mean, it, it, it came up a lot yesterday in the course of my work Nine quarterbacks in the last three and a half seasons.
0: Wow. Nine starting
1: quarterbacks for the Broncos. Holy
0: cow. I mean, that's like a starting pitcher rotation for some teams in five year, In three years.
1: Yeah. I mean, from, <laughs> you could write a book about it from your boy Trevi Trev to, uh, mm. to Drew Locke. Although, the, the, actually, you'd say because Drew Locke started before Jeff Driscoll and Brett Rippon, it would be your boy Trevor to, uh, to Brett Rippon. <laughs> yes, from it would. Simi, from Simeon to Rippen. <laughs>
0: wow, I'm sure that book would fly off the shelves, mate. <laughs> uh, I have a,
1: I have a fascination with the worst kind of outcomes. So, yeah, i it'd be a book that I would, I would probably enjoy writing on some dark, weird level. But. I don't think it would sell. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: think so, too. That, that may be one that you just write for yourself. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's, that's all right. Or, you know, my, my wife and I joke about, uh, you know, if I ever write a novel that, go, that explodes like Harry Potter or something like that, and if I ever did that, then I would write whatever the hell I wanted, and <laughs> it would be stuff like this, writing about the, the Broncos quarterback carousel. I mean, that actually, that would be the cover image, Zach. Oh, a, Broncos, a a drawing of a Broncos quarterback
0: carousel. Of course, of course, the famous Broncos quarterback carousel.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, if we really, if we, not that we would do this because we want to kind of, you know, have fans be excited, but I would actually buy a shirt that was a picture of a Broncos quarterback carousel. <laughs> we should get on that. You know, once
0: the Broncos find their next quarterback, then it would be funny then I think people would 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 get on board with that. So if okay. it's Drew Locke, I think maybe next year we can do that, Mace.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, then that, that's reason to be optimistic. Although there was – I think it was a pardon the interruption um, when they were mentioning Drew Locke's birthday being this week. And Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, they were closing the show, and they were talking about how they've never replaced John Elway. Like, like well, they had four years of Peyton Manning, but that was at the end of his career. And just talked about how John Elway has has now he's in charge, but they have really haven't replaced John Elway in, in the in the hearts and minds and lore Broncos country. So, yeah, it's 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 been a while. I mean, you just, you just like to have the guy where you could say, okay, he's going to be our quarterback for the next decade, and forget it, and we'll move on. And uh, I think uh, I think the next eight games are going to go a long way to, toward determining whether Drew Lock is going to be that guy or not.
0: Yes, they certainly will. And Mace, one of those things that will be in, in the equation is wins and what the Broncos do. And since we're halfway through the season, Mace, let's look at the playoff picture because as crazy as it is, on pace to go 6-10 and 10 is what their record would suggest right now. Broncos are only two games out of the playoffs right now. Right now, there's seven playoff teams. If, for some reason, regular season games are canceled, the NFL has adopted a policy where they will be eight playoff teams from each conference which will only help the broncos but it doesn't matter seven teams eight teams in this conversation right now mace it doesn't matter because that seventh and eighth team uh they both have the same record and right now you're looking at the wild card teams being the baltimore ravens then you have the raiders dolphins browns colts in that order but they're all five and three and then After those five and three teams, you have the Denver Broncos. So the Broncos are the first team out of the playoffs that doesn't have a five and three record. Broncos three and five, of course. So Broncos only two games out of the playoffs. Now they are currently the 10th seed. So they still have a lot of work to do in order to jump the Mace. Their next two games are against the Raiders who are currently the sixth seed in the playoffs and the Dolphins who are currently the seventh seed in the playoffs as it stands right now. So Mace, going into, I, I want to talk about how the Broncos make make the playoffs right now, because it's it's seems crazy right now, but only being two games out with, with eight games left isn't the most absurd thing. And coming into this past week, Mace, I think we all agreed on this podcast that the Broncos had to go two and one in their next three games, starting with the Falcons in order to stay in the playoffs. Do you still agree with that?
1: Yeah, and... The reason why we're having this discussion, I think and it's good to have it now is frankly we may not be able to have this discussion next Monday because mm. if they lose to the Raiders, then of course three and one in that stretch goes flying out the window, and yeah, yeah. the other thing is that you've now got a loss to one of those teams uh, on on your ledger, so effectively you're going to be it would in in all likelihood, you're going to be three games back of the last postseason spot if you lose on Sunday. So that's why it's it's good to have this right now, but what happened, this discussion right now, but one of the things that happened on Sunday, even though obviously the Falcons game was the least important in terms of playoff leverage of this little run the Broncos are on, also, cost the Broncos their margin for error. Yeah, by losing that by losing that game, now you've got to win these two, and be sitting at five and five before you face the Saints and the Chiefs. And uh, one thing that you know we've seen from the Broncos this year is that while in the first couple of weeks, you know they they held their own against some really good teams, it, it obviously wasn't the case when they took on the Chiefs in October, you can't count on being able to steal a win against one of the better teams in the NFL. And when you have the saints and chiefs back to back, that's what those teams are. So the rea- the reality is if, even if you get these two wins, you're sitting at five and seven, and then you've got to, you've got to be perfect down the stretch to be really talking about a playoff spot, the Falcon game. Again, once again, it just, it wiped out the margin for error. You've got to, You've got to win the games that you should win. And, oh, the games against teams that you're better than, like Carolina would appear to be, although they certainly pushed Kansas City. But you've got to win the 50-50s. And Miami's a 50-50. The Raiders games are 50-50. You could maybe even say the Chargers game in week 16 is a 50-50. You've got to win all those 50-50 balls, win all those 50-50 opportunities. I say at 50-50 balls, like we're talking about a deep pass or a a, a, a battle in a battle in soccer, for example. They sometimes refer to 50-50 balls there. So this well, they, is where they stand, Zach. They've, you know, yeah. they've they've. Unless you have games getting canceled and the playoffs expand to 16 teams, the margin for error evaporated Sunday in Atlanta.
0: Yes, you're, you're exactly right. So these next two games are absolutely must wins, not just because it gets you to 500, but because these are two playoff teams uh, that, that you're going to be competing with for those final spots. And to have the head-to-head would be huge against them. Of course, you have the Raiders at the end of the season. And let's say the Broncos do everything up until week 17 that they need to do. That game is likely going to be the start of the playoffs for the Broncos. That could be very, very much a win And you're in, lose, and you go home type of game, which would be so awesome if we're talking about that. But Mace, what you said there was the Broncos need to go six and two down the stretch. And seven or eight playoff teams, I don't think it really matters. I think you're 100% right. I think the Broncos need to go six and two, finish nine and seven. And what's crazy is that may not even guarantee that the Broncos make the playoffs. Now, I would think and guess that the Broncos would make the playoffs at nine and seven this year. Eight and eight, no. They're not making it, so they can't turn around and go five and three in these last eight games. They got to go six and two, and I think it's very, very fair to say that those two losses are going to be against New Orleans and Kansas City. I think you're out of your mind if you think that the Broncos are going to beat Kansas City in Kansas City. So I am comfortable writing that game in Sharpie as a loss. Let's say somehow the Broncos beat New Orleans at home. I think just being realistic. That means the Broncos drop a game that they shouldn't drop. So maybe they, you know, follow the Kansas city game uh, and, and, and lay an egg against Carolina or Buffalo at home. I mean, that's a playoff team. The Raiders in week 17. Um, I could see that happening too. So six and two is the path to the playoffs. So Mace, how we're, we're, talking about a team that's three and five right now. How do they go six and two? Like what, what needs to change? realistically but also drastically for them to do that.
1: You've well, let's start with the obvious. The offense has got to start playing four quarters and they've got to be productive over four quarters. I mean, if you take their production in a vacuum over the last couple of games against the Chargers and Falcons, you know, they've they've put up fifty eight points. Zach, the offense hasn't put up back to back games with fifty eight points in total. They haven't, the offense hasn't accounted for that many points in two games since weeks one and two of 2017. Whew, wow. Because last year, they actually scored more points in the first two Drew Lock starts. But remember, there was a defensive touchdown against Houston. So it was 54 points in two games. But for the, these Broncos, the last two weeks, they had, they of course had 31 and then 27. So 58. So In a vacuum, you say, wow, you know what, 29 points a game, that's going to get you home more often than not if the defense can just get a little bit better, and certainly you expect better work on the back end with A.J. Boye and Bryce Callahan back this week. So there's that, but there's also something that I know you've pointed out, and it's that you look at the Broncos' offense, and it's still kind of stuck in that funk where where three quarters of the of, of the game it looks bad and then one quarter of the game it looks good we've seen that for two weeks in a row so do we know what the real bronco offense is i mean because the broader sample size they're not productive they're they're productive down down the stretch so they've got to find ways and if it it may mean going up tempo which could mean exposing the defense to to to, to further possessions it may mean forcing them back on out in the field before they're ready, but you may have to take the chance to try to go up tempo. If you think that might help Drew Locke in this offense, I think you have to do it. You have to start there.
0: Yeah, yeah you nailed it, Mace. Because, Mace, what, what the, the we talked to Drew Lock yesterday, and he said the up tempo when it works, man, you think you just found the most groundbreaking thing <laughs> in football ever. When it doesn't, it's really, really bad. Well, you know what I say, Mace? you're on pace for a six and 10 season. Why not try it? Because you need to do something. What, what happens? Worst case, instead of finishing six and 10, you finish five and 11 because you tried the no huddle offense and you totally shot yourself in the foot. Okay. Because what happens if you stick with what you're doing? Well, if you stick with what you're doing, it says you're going to go six and 10. So try something, be bold, do that because yeah, if it, if it works, then that's how you're talking about six and two. And does it mean no huddle every single play? No, it doesn't. But it means starting the game, getting some momentum, because you're exactly right, Mace. This offense has to be more consistent. They have to score points in the first half, and that will take pressure off the defense. So while Drew Locke was kind of painting the dark picture of of what happens if the no huddle doesn't work, if it does work, and Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed and Alexander Johnson, those guys get to tee off on a quarterback because they have a lead, that's only going to help your secondary. Then that's going to help Bryce Callahan get interceptions and Justin Simmons make plays. So yeah, the Broncos are going to have to roll the dice because they put themselves in a, in a bad situation uh, in the first half of the season. So I completely agree. Do that on offense and then defense, frankly, you know, there's been excuses or reasons the past three weeks, why they've given up 30 points, of course, against the chiefs, the defense itself only allowed 29 points, but it was the Chiefs. So, you know, people said, ah, 29, it's not a great performance, but it's not a bad performance. Well, the next week, it's the Chargers. Well, the, you know, the, the Broncos defense really only had three or four bad possessions uh, right around halftime. Other than that, they were good. Uh, okay, that's another excuse. And then last week, well, they didn't have Shelby Harris. They didn't have their cornerbacks. That's another, you know, that's a legitimate excuse. But Mace, we got to be done with the excuses and reasons, mm-hmm. even if they are valid the Broncos cannot be given up an average of 31 points per game these last three weeks. And that's not including uh, the pick six or the, the uh, special teams touchdown that the Broncos gave up against the chiefs. The Broncos just simply have to be giving up in the low twenties down the stretch in order for this thing to turn around.
1: unless you've somehow gone up tempo to the point where you're averaging 35 points a game, but you know, you mentioned what drew Locke said and you know, he kind of you know poured a little cold water on it. Well, I can see why he would do that from experience. In 2017 at Mizzou, they started one in five. That's and good. in that stretch, Zach, the Tigers gave up 42.2 points per game. Yikes. At one point, they were singed for... 51 40 and 53 points in three consecutive sec games they even gave up 43 to missouri state Oh yikes an fcs (laughs) program so you can see why drew might look at up tempo and even though he knows how it can help unlock some things on offense he's you know he's wise enough to know that there's a downside to it if you're not bringing it on defense so at that, so at that point, the funny thing is, as you're talking about, uh, you know, what the defense would allow if you go up tempo. In my mind, I'm thinking, you know, if if the Broncos go up tempo and they get more points on the offensive side, but all of a sudden the defense gives up 30 a game, I'm sure I'll have some handy dandy stats to tell you, like, well, they're actually giving up as many points per possession as they were before they went full time <laughs> up tempo. It's not all that bad. Yeah, and people think I'm the negative Nancy in here. <laughs>
0: If they're scoring more, though, that's all that'll matter. But uh, yeah, that, that's
1: a great point, too, Mace. Yeah. 38-37 counts just the same as 20-19. It's 1-0, to and, oh, and it helps you get to 6-2. and two. And there's another thing here, Zach. And it's something that we see come up occasionally on social media. It certainly comes up on – I think it comes up in our Slack and on our company from time to time. One of the problems with the Broncos over the last few years is they've not only been bad, but they've been boring. Bad and boring is the intersection you never want to sit at. So there's something that would happen if you go up tempo and it does work. Yeah, it might expose your defense, but you won't be boring. Yes. yes. And I would say, and the other thing is, of course, that looms over this. The next eight games are about Drew Locke, trying to find a way that it can work for him. Trying to find out if he can be the guy, and don't if you're if you're really invested in Drew Locke, don't you owe it to him and yourselves really because you don't want to go in the quarterback market. We talk about you know they might bring in a hedge like a Sam Darnold or a Mitchell Trubisky or somebody like that, but the easiest thing for the Broncos and the easiest thing for everybody is if Drew Locke is the guy. So if it's worked for him before and he likes it and he's more comfortable. Don't you owe it to yourselves and owe it to him to try it for a little bit?
0: Yeah, you yeah, yeah, absolutely do. And then find out if he's the guy. Because obviously, right. like you said, Mace, that's what you have to do. And let's say the Broncos, you know, do that. And they're scoring 34 points a game, but they're giving up 35 because that, it, the formula just isn't there. Well, you probably found out that Drew Locke is the guy. And then we're talking about that, what was it, 6-10 and 10 Packers season that they had mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know what? It's okay. You're feeling, you're feeling good going into the next year about your quarterback, which is the most important thing.
1: I can't believe you actually cited an Aaron <laughs> Rodgers positive in this. Wow.
0: Hell, uh, you know, he's been a quarterback for a over. decade.
1: <laughs> hell is frozen over. My goodness. Oh, boy, oh, boy and Mesa on that
0: note uh, we got to move on I can't be talking about Aaron Rodgers anymore Uh, yeah you're like get away get away no 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 exactly man I I love this conversation Mace because I do too you know it's it's what the Broncos need to do
1: yeah the funny thing is on Aaron Rodgers Zach at one point the Packers lost five in a row down the stretch and they and they gave up. I'm actually doing some some quick math here. 59 plus 51, 110. They gave up 30 points a game in losing five games in a row. Mm. But they found out in that stretch that Aaron Rodgers was the guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there there you go. I mean, it, a lot of questions would be about the defense then. But right, you know what? You'd rather have at least I would rather have the quarterback than the defense. Because right. The and quarterback is way more sustainable.
1: And the other thing is this, if Drew Locke and the offense do show some flashes of potential, if they do do some some really good things down the stretch, then that's helpful because you are about to go into probably a couple of years here, Zach, where if the offense has got the personnel that it needs to have, then you're going to start drafting defense and it might be one of those things where you look, say, "Well, we're going to get some some contracts off the books. We're going to go young and hungry on the defensive side, and uh, while we end up having to start paying some of these offensive studs, it'd be a great conversation to have." It so that's why, would. and that's why, and that's why I want to see them. I want to see them go up tempo because I I don't want this season to end without saying with Drew Locke, "Okay, we tried everything." Yeah. Yep. And, and I would hope that Pat Shermer feels the same way as well. And John Elway and Vic Fangio feel the same way, that you don't want to let this season end without saying, well, we tried it, and it didn't work.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, 100%, right? And, Mace, speaking of trying things, let's give our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, Mace. I'm going a different route this week because, of course, the Alabama football game – has been canceled due to COVID going around the SEC. So I'm going to a teaser, a fun little teaser that I found on DraftKings Sportsbook. Saints are playing the 49ers and they're nine point favorites. I like the the Saints in that, but... I love them in a teaser even more. Seahawks, one and a half point underdogs going into Los Angeles to play the Rams. So I'm putting those two teams in a teaser together. So I'm getting Saints minus three. They only have to beat the banged up 49ers by three points on the road. And the Seahawks get six points. So they are seven and a half point or underdogs. Going into Los Angeles, I love that combination of the Saints only have to beat the 49ers by three, and the Seahawks can lose by seven against the Rams, and I still win. So, I'm going that teaser.
1: All right, you're going teaser. I'm going straight up for a game here. It's on Saturday. It's one of the more fascinating, if under-the-radar, matchups nationally, and that's going to be Wake Forest at North Carolina. Wake has won four in a row. Carolina, of course. Uh. Got the prolific offense led by Sam Howell. My pick to be the number one overall selection in the 2022 NFL Draft. But uh, Carolina has, to, to put it mildly, some defensive deficiencies. Even though they're coming off a game where they gave up, where they hammered Duke 56-24. A couple of weeks back, they gave up 44 to, to to Virginia. They've given up. They gave up 45 points to Virginia Tech in beating in beating them. And it's interesting to look at this line, Zach. The Carolina Wake Forest game, Carolina is favored by thirteen and a half. Now, on the, the over under is sixty six. I think that's probably going. That's probably going to be about right. Heck, I think about the I think about the over here, or or the the under here. Pardon me, because Wake Forest defense has been pretty good in recent weeks. Last four games since they got out of playing Clemson and NC State to start the season, Zach. Wake is giving up under 20 points per game. They're going to be tested by Carolina, and I think Carolina gets the win if you're going straight up. But 13 and a half, man, I'm taking, I'm taking Wake Forest if I'm getting 13 and a half points.
0: Oh, I love that, Mace. Yeah, 13 and a half uh, is a ton. You make a good argument there. So there's our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. And Mace, before we get into the comment section, got to tell you guys about a really fun competition we've got going on at DNVR. Use the promo code BRONCOS when you become a member to help us win. Of course, every beat is competing against each other, and we have never lost one of these. The Broncos beat has never lost, and now we've got the power of Mace on our side. So, guys, we're not going to lose this one. And the other teams think that they have a big advantage on the Broncos because their teams are riding high while the Broncos are in a a low spot right now. But we got to prove – that the Broncos fans are the best out there. So make sure to go to thednvr.com. Click become a member. And then use the promo code Broncos when you sign up. When you do that, you'll receive a free T-shirt of your choice. You'll receive a free DNVR mask and you'll receive a free sticker pack along with our coverage for an entire year. Guys, not only does this help us in the competition by using the promo code Broncos, but it really helps our company. It really supports us. We do this podcast uh, for, for free and just becoming a member really, really, really helps us. So we'd really appreciate the support in both the competition and for our company.
1: I want to think about what we give you in terms of coverage, Zach. Let's talk about the Broncos, for example. You know, most local media outlets aren't covering the Broncos on the road this season. Yeah. It's pretty lonely in that section of the press box. It's just DNVR on the Denver Post. Well, the thing is, with the Denver Post, they give you an ad-strangled experience. (laughs) With us, the experience that we deliver on the web in terms of written content, it's clean. Yeah. And of course, we've got the daily podcast as well, and you want to be able to comment on that. So, this your support of DNVR makes it possible for us to to be at the Bronco at Broncos games, home and away, to be represented in the press box every every Sunday. And so, we appreciate you so you supporting us and listening to us. We'd love to have if you're not on board a subscriber. We'd love to have you give it a try. And think of it this way: if you if you can say, all right, I'm getting, you know, the free shirt, I'm getting the free mask, I'm getting the swag. Or you could say, I'm get, I'm paying for the swag and I'm getting the subscription and the content for free.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. And so if people listening to this podcast are saying, what, there's more than just this podcast? Yeah, go check us out <laughs> at DDMBR.com. I have a whole website where if you use the promo code Broncos, you not only get our coverage, but you get every, all, all of our coverage. We cover pretty much every team in Colorado from top to bottom. So make sure to check us out. We would really support it, guys. And before we go any further, got to tell you guys about our friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier over at Chevalier Mortgage. Speaking of our family, Mike and Virginia Chevalier are not only diehard Broncos fans and proud CSU alums, and we cover the Rams, but they have supported DNVR for a long time as members. They're a husband-wife team with over 15 years of financial services experiences. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com a chance to enter a free for a chance to win free dnvr shirt or hat of your choice when you do and most importantly get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options mike is a certified financial planner which really sets this duo apart from the rest They're the mortgage experts that work up and down the front range, so it doesn't matter where you are. And Mike in Virginia will shop over a dozen lenders to get the best rate for you and your family. And if you mention DNVR or visit dnvrmortgage.com to see how it might be possible to have your appraisal and other closing costs covered. So check them out at dnvrmortgage.com. And since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage, your largest debt, they believe it is vital to consider the full financial picture when purchasing a home. That's why it's so key that Mike is a certified financial planner. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. So check him out at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do And Most importantly, get set up with that free consultation to discuss all your options. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 191006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631.
1: And if you're sitting at home, you're having your home gate on Sunday, you want some Breckin' brews there to help pass the time, keep you company, enhance your enjoyment of what you hope is a Broncos win over those stinking hated arch rival Ocean, Oakland Raiders. Oh, gosh, did I say Oakland? <laughs> time I've done that this week. Las Vegas Raiders. It, I think it won't hit me until – the fact that I look, I, look, I look around on Saturday night into Sunday morning, I'm like, oh, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm not sitting in the Bay Area. So, yeah, they're <laughs> playing the, Va- the Raiders, and you want some Breck and Race Brew. You know, maybe you want some of that Broncos, that Broncos country brew that Breck Brew has been cranking out this year. Or you're feeling in a holiday mood. You're starting to see Christmas decorations go up. Try some of that Christmas ale. It's available at a lot of stores around the country. Like, I had some Christmas ale down in Atlanta this past weekend. I found it at a local liquor store down there. And guess what? I was able to find it because I used the Breck Beer Locator at Breckenridge Brewery's website, and it can tell you where to go to get some of those delicious Breck brews. You can have a taste of Colorado almost anywhere in the country. That's the advantage of the distribution network that Breck Brew now has access to of course don't forget if you're in the Denver area about the farmhouse the restaurant they've got off Santa Fe in Littleton if you want to eat there check it out 303-803-1380 you can call for reservations or you can call for pickup you can go from noon 8 p.m pick up from there 303-803-1380 use that magical code dnvr save five dollars off your meal if you just want some brews figure out where they've got their 15 can sampler you can find it throughout Colorado a lot of grocery stores Costco places like that. You can't decide what kind of Breck brew you want. You just want the variety. Check out that 15 can sample. You can also order it through our friends over at Drizzly Breck and Rich Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. All right, Mace. Let's hop into the comment section. Talk to the people. First one
0: coming in from Sausage Sangha Harry. Good day, Buckos. With a packed up, uh, with, with a patched up offensive line that is struggling for consistency, shouldn't Shermer be dialing up quick passing plays to help lock it into a rhythm and start the offense rolling? Like a slant or dare I say a screen pass? How many screen passes has Drew Locke attempted in Denver? He has not been helped by his offensive line or coaching at all this season. Yes, injuries play a part in all this, but this is my fear. Drew Locke stays maddeningly streaky. The Jets tank hard for Trevor Lawrence. Elway gets a hard on for another veteran quarterback, and we sign Sam Darnold and have another quarterback competition on our hands. Someone please hold me till this nightmare ends. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, we're here for you every single
1: day. (laughs) Oh, Harry. Yeah. Well, I think uh, hopefully you took a note of optimism from our discussion of how the Broncos should consider some more up-tempo looks. And again, I think they owe it to themselves and they owe it to Drew to make every step possible to to try to facilitate his development. And up-tempo is, is a big part of that. But I'd like to see screen passes. More, more passes in, into the flat. I, I You know what? The pass to Noah Fant in the flat, the one he turned up field and got 32 yards on and then tweaked his ankle but came back in. Zach, I want to see that every game. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I see that play tried, every that, that route, a pass in his direction, tried every game until somebody stops. It. Because you know what? For Noah Fant – that's where, that's where, going back to last year, a lot of his explosive plays are coming from. And he, he does a great job of making that first man miss in the flat. Yeah, Keep doing it. Yeah. Keep, keep picking at it until they figure out how to stop it. And My guess is it's going to be one of those plays that is going to be difficult to stop, even if you keep doing it. Because guess what? You've got Jerry Judy developing. You're going to have multiple weapons uh, in, blossoming on this offense. Because of that, they're not going to be able to devote all their resources to stopping that play. The other thing is, that you need to find a bread and butter. And a bread and butter can be a pass, and it can be a screen pass, or it can be a swing pass into the flat. The Broncos need to develop an identity that starts with having some core concepts that they know are going to work. The screen pass could be that if they really focused on it.
0: Yeah, and Noah Fant may be a player that just doesn't get stopped when he's throwing the ball in, the, in this short game because he's just that type of athletic uh, freak. So that that's something that the Broncos should absolutely do.
1: One hundred percent, Zach. Two hundred fifty pounds in the open field with four or five speed, uh, a safety corner or a cornerback trying to bring that down, it usually doesn't work out. That's why I'm excited to see Albert o back next year as well. Broncos only. Jeez, at the rate this is going, the next tap on the shoulder that Pat Shermer feels might be Elway flanked by two security guards carrying moving boxes. You know the standard joke is that the NFL stands for not for long, but it could also stand for no effing love. Not that I'm coming to his defense. Thanks for the awesome coverage, Broncos only. (laughs) I like how it ends with not that I'm coming to his defense.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep, not for long. Uh, No freaking love. Love it. Next one coming in from Garrett Bowles. Since we are talking about coaching candidates, Lincoln Riley would easily come to mind, but he would want a head coach job. Even if he did become an offensive coordinator, he'd seek a head coach job really soon. He'd be very intriguing with the pieces on offense, but I really doubt he's brought in by Denver. I was looking at a coaching candidate on an article and good old Rich Scangarello was on the list. (laughs) Ha ha. Anyways, I'm really determined to figure out if Drew Locke is the guy or not because his quarterback draft class is surely something. Bringing in a veteran quarterback to compete with Drew is boring. I can totally see Elway falling in love with Zach Wilson, big arm playmaking ability, not small baseball background, I think, and very much swagger. Drew, however, will probably get a second chance as a starter next year, even if he continues the way he is playing. Mace, a couple of things there. Yeah, I I love what I've seen from Zach Wilson so far. Just Mm -hmm. need to see it be consistent through the rest of the season uh, since since he did have some consistency issues last year specifically. But, man, I mean, the, the talent is there. And Mace, about Lincoln Riley. Yeah, dream on Lincoln Riley isn't just at the point where you can definitely not get him for an offensive coordinator job. He's going to turn down some head coaching opportunities until he gets to pick which one he wants. So it it wouldn't be him selling himself to the Broncos. It'd be the Broncos selling themselves to him on why he should leave Oklahoma.
1: Well, of course, Oklahoma this year got off to a really. Rough start, but uh, they seem to have have righted the ship after losing two of their first three games, losing back to back to K State and I and Iowa State, and uh, they're sitting there now back in the polls and uh, uh, could be pretty happy here coming up in about a week and a half. They got uh, the Bedlam game coming up against Oklahoma State, so that's going to determine a lot about uh, uh, their their path going into uh, probably just the bowl game, not the college football playoff. But Lincoln Riley, Zach, is 37 years old. He has I hate, I mean, sounds crazy, but he almost certainly has all the time in the world to to make the right choice. The other thing with Lincoln Riley is he's so accomplished and he'll be in demand, he's in a position to say, I want total control wherever I go. Yeah. He could probably get the same sort of control that Jim Harbaugh got when he went out to the 49ers. They had a GM, but ultimately the Bucks stopped with Jim Harbaugh uh, with the 49ers. I I think Lincoln Riley can kind of sit back, wait, and wait wait it out he, he he seems to have a formula down for finding quarterbacks year after year after year even though they may not always be the number 1 overall pick so just sit and wait and if i'm lincoln riley let's say the broncos did call i, I wouldn't i i'd have to say thanks but no thanks because of the unsettled ownership situation
0: right yeah and that's very fair
1: so yeah i but lincoln yeah he's he's a heck of a candidate uh and the interesting thing also Garrett Bowles, and I know I'm not talking to the real Garrett Bowles, but <laughs> hey, he he's the most consistent player on offense right now, so there's no problem with using him as his handle as your handle in tribute. I saw a mock draft on cbssports.com this week. Zach, can you tell me how many quarterbacks they had in round one of this? Um, month? I'm gonna go five, six holy smokes it we had Trevor Lawrence number one to the Jets Justin Fields number two to the Jaguars Zach Wilson number five to the football team (laughs) Trey Lance of North Dakota State number 10 to Carolina Kellen Mond from Texas A&M going 15th to the 49ers and then all the way down there toward the end of round one Mac Jones from Alabama going to the New Orleans Saints, and of course, you know Jones has been a pretty accurate quarterback and uh, does a good, good does a good job of uh, uh, identifying defenses, identifying rushes pre snap, and uh, he, he could be sneaking his way into the first round. My guess is Mac Jones, if you know if he's in the draft process, still ends up somewhere in the second round. But yeah, here we are once again, Zach. We're talking about an, another year where. There's a, a cluster of quarterbacks. And I, I, I'm i not sure we see C, six in the first round, but I do think four in the top ten is a legit possibility if, if we see a Zach Wilson in that process.
0: Yep, I really think so too. And, man, again, this year's quarterback class is looking really, really exciting. So Drew Lock isn't the guy – you know, it's it's not the worst thing to be looking at him this year either. That's okay. One. You got,
1: if, if you decide to wait and Drew Lock's not the guy, you got Sam Howell in 2022. Yeah, yeah. You might have – you know, you might have Graham Mertz if he comes out from Wisconsin. By then, he'd be eligible. So, you never know. They'll, they'll, they're, 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 there will be other guys. There <laughs>
0: will. There will. Aristocrat chimes in. Your Derek Carr conversation really got me thinking. The big question in Denver right now is who is to blame? Is it Fangio, Schirmer, Locke, fans that are breaking their superstitious rules? Huh. To solve all of this, I've come up with a plan. Nothing makes me more nauseous than losing, and the civil war that has broken out between fans. Besides the ever-revolving carousel of coaches and quarterbacks, we need stability and need to give these guys time. Fangio has four years, Shermer three, and Locke three. At the end of this season, if Locke hasn't been dubbed as the guy, then we pick up Darnold as your boys, as you boys proposed. At the end of the 2021-2022 season, Locke is out of chances if he didn't beat Darnold. If our quarterback woes continue after giving Darnold one season, he is out. Sherman Fangio will then have one last season to save their jobs in the 2022, 2023 season. They bring in an established quarterback, a guy that couldn't fail unless the coaches absolutely failed him. If we are still at the world of suck at that point, then you know Fangio and his team aren't in the future until then. Can we calm down and respect the process?
1: Word. That's terrific. Actually. Funny thing is last night I was on Broncos country tonight over on KOA. Uh, And of course, RK co hosted that for, I believe, the first uh, hour or so. You can go find that uh, if you've got a little extra time after you listen to this podcast, you can go find that over, I believe it's at BroncosCountryTonight.com and, uh, and listen to that. But one thing I told Ben Albright is that you think of what this team has tried over the last several, over the last few years constant change at OC, constant change at quarterback. Maybe you need to try something different and that different is status quo. That different is stability from year to year. Now, maybe the only thing you add is the hedge behind Drew Locke if he hasn't proved he's the guy, but you still kind of go in saying, all right, the primary plan is Drew Locke is our starting quarterback. And you bring back Pat Shermer. I know that may drive people insane, but you've tried the annual changes or even sometimes semi-annual changes. But the one thing you haven't attempted here – in this post Peyton Manning era is stability. Yeah. Change it up. Try something different. Try actually keeping status quo schematically and with off the offensive coordinator from year to year.
0: Yeah. That, that would be the different thing. And then of course, though, on the flip side, it's, it's your phrase Mace of what must be done eventually must be right. done now also comes into play. So, Good. I mean, continuity is so important, but then there's also that <laughs> Good
1: old Jeremy Foley. I still lean on that.
0: Next one from Mark IT <laughs> Snatch. Hey guys, out of curiosity, do the weird contractual clauses that are near impossible to ish- achieve, incentives such as a kicker needing to a kicker needing to throw two hundred and fifty yards and an extra fifty thousand, still happen in modern contracts? And if you were the GM, what ridiculous clauses would you sneak into contracts of players looking to get paid soon, particularly Philip Lindsay, Garrett Bull, Shelby Harris, and Justin Simmons?
1: We don't see as many of them. And one of the things that is interesting, Zach, is that uh, if you put a clause that's kind of impossible to, to, or near impossible to reach, or unlikely to be reached, it, if the player does hit it, it goes on the cap for the following year. So, like, remember Peyton Manning when he had the restructure,
0: yeah.
1: and making the money back was tied to winning the Super Bowl. Yep. Well, then that money ended up counting on next year's cap. It was basically a short term savings. And, you know, Peyton kind of taking the money and betting on himself. And uh, lo and behold, he did, but the Broncos had some dead money. You still see them from time to time, but not really very often because it, you come into discussing, okay, is this something that's realistic to, to surpass or not realistic sur- to surpass? And then it, and that's the question of, okay, can we get it on, on the, can we get in or this year's cap or next year's cap? The other thing that comes into play is that, players generally they don't want to they don't want a, a contract that's filled with those kind of clauses right. you know they they want the contract that's got the high guarantee
0: yep yep exactly they they want to make sure that they're getting their money in their pocket yep. and speaking of getting prizes in your pocket guys this weekend starting tomorrow night we're hosting another big tournament at WGT it goes from friday to sunday we're hosting the DNVR Masters. All country clubs can participate, and better yet, anyone can win. That's right. You don't have to win in order to win. You just have to participate to win. All you have to do is join the, cl- the DNVR 3 Country Club, head to Pinehurst Golf Course, and enter in the closest to the whole challenge. Submit your screenshot on our pinned Twitter thread at DNVR Sports, or email them at info at and once you've entered to win, we will choose a random winner each week to pick out a DNVR shirt of their choice and mask, and we'll ship it to you. So it's free to download WGT Golf. Go to dnvrgolf.com. It's free to play and it's free to join this tournament. And we'll be doing this every week leading up till Christmas. Winners are picked every Monday, so you've got nothing to lose. Download the WGT Golf app now. Join the DNVR 3 Country Club. Head to Pinehurst Golf Course and hit some balls to get closest to the pin. Enter your screenshot, and boom, you're in. So good luck, guys.
1: Now, if you're playing this weekend, do you have to play with the Augusta theme song in the background?
0: Yeah. If you're Mace, you do, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. There's actually on on YouTube, some magnificent so-and-so has put up a video that plays that music for an hour on loop. (laughs) <laughs>
0: that'll get you through around it uh on WGT that's for sure
1: it will and it'll instantly put you in a better mood no <laughs> what. I mean I I did it last night it put me in a much better mood I think maybe I should uh maybe I should always listen to that uh you know before I start the day Get know mm. maybe that should be my alarm on my phone ah that'd be a nice way to wake up very soothing yeah right now the uh, alarm right now the alarm music is here comes the sun by the Beatles Oh, that's not too bad, though. Yeah, that's, uh, it, feels, it feels right, but uh, so would the music from Augusta. Anyway, so you get up and get going, but you know what? You got to make sure you have clean teeth. So that's something you take care of every morning after you get up and hear whatever music, whatever noise gets you up. But every six months, you got to have your teeth checked, and that's where our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group come in. Of course, we've had several DNBR listeners switch over to, DN- to Green Mountain Dental over the years and make them their permanent family dentists. They reach out and let us know how great their experience was, and they thank us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. There's nothing more rewarding than hearing that from our listeners, so please tell us your experience if you've made the switch. Green Mountain Dental Group, of course, they're in Lakewood, the best damn family-owned dentist the metro area. They love Colorado sports just like you do. Our sales director, Lindsay, had her wisdom teeth removed over there, so it was literally the best dental experience of her life, and after she left, they call to check on her. They send a personal, they send a card, the card to her home as well, to you know see how she's going. And by the way, they'll send Lindsay a birthday card. They'll send you a birthday card if you're a client of them. And don't forget, if you schedule a cleaning, X-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. I use one of those every morning. Actually, I use it twice a day, and I love it. It will change your brushing habits because. It'll encourage you to brush more. Sometimes you're in a rush. If you've just got a regular toothbrush and you're in, it, and you're in and out, and you're gone, right? Well, the, the Sonicare toothbrush, it'll beep and it'll tell you, okay, you need to go 30 seconds in this quadrant of your mouth, 30 seconds over here. You should brush your teeth for two minutes every morning, two minutes every night. The Sonicare will help you do that. You get it for free if you schedule a cleaning, X-ray, and exam with our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. They're only 15 minutes from downtown Denver and they want you to know that the first step to good health is by taking care of your mouth.
0: All right, may Speed round of questions to get to all of them before we yes. have to go talk to Broncos. First one coming in from Dan Burke with the Calvin Anderson quiet emoji. I know you all saw what Calvin Anderson tweeted. As soon as it was reported, Dotson wasn't practicing. Mm.
1: <laughs> interesting. Mm, very interesting. So is he uh, moving up? Is he going to play instead of Jake Rogers, because Elijah Wilkinson started his ramp up back from injured reserve yesterday and practiced. But given how the Broncos like to do the slow build on guys coming back from IR, don't expect to see Elijah Wilkinson out there on Sunday. So, interesting. Very Very interesting. interesting. (laughs) Count Locula, why does the McRib come and go? Is it a supply chain issue? I can't imagine that it really creates so much customer excitement when it returns that sales are buoyed. This has always confused me more than even the lack of joy in the Schirmer offense. It's basically a beautiful saber as a carriage for Taylor Swift. It makes little sense. Love the count.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's a fantastic question. Is it just not good enough of a product to sustain itself? So it does need that boost every time it comes
1: back. Uh, Perhaps. But what is interesting is that this McRib uh, release, it's going to be nationwide. Usually it's like regional. It's like, okay, you know, the McRib is going to be in the Carolinas and Wisconsin. But, and then a few months later, Oh, we got the McRib in Oregon and Washington. And Oh, now the McRib is coming to Hawaii. It's like, it's always <laughs> kind of bits and pieces. There's actually a website that's devoted to, uh, finding the McRib called the McRib locator. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. <laughs> the Simpsons actually, Simpsons actually par- parodied this pretty brilliantly some time ago with the rib witch at, uh, at Krusty Burger. By the way, something that you count, you refer to the lack of joy in the Shermer offense. Um, my radio co host, uh, Eric Goodman, noticed this yesterday, and I admit it, it kind of slipped past me. Did you notice that when Drew Locke referred to Pat Shermer yesterday, he referred to him as Shermer? Not Coke Shermer, not Pat, but just by the last name. And sometimes when, when you refer to somebody by the last name, it's without. A coach, or you know, Mr., or you know, or or adding their first name, it's a little bit impersonal and maybe reveals some tension.
0: Interesting, interesting. I did not pick up on that. That's interesting,
1: I, I didn't either, but I'm thinking, hmm. And then I went back to, through some previous con uh, previous transcripts and I see, I see Drew referring to him as Coach Shermer, Coach Shermer, Pat. Okay, not simply Shermer
0: interesting next one from broncos squared hello lads with the number of season-ending injuries on the broncos team should we be concerned with the possibility of them re-injuring themselves next year like Chubb did last year a positive spin of the injuries is that a lot of depth pieces are getting a lot of reps that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise so this team could be pretty deep going into next year's campaign to steal mace's word last question i'm looking to get an orange broncos jersey and would love it to be phil I'm a little apprehensive, though, since his future is uncertain. Thoughts? Thanks for all you do, gents.
1: Yeah, the jersey thing. Hey, I I love Phil. I'd encourage you to buy the Philip Lindsay t-shirt at DNVR rather than the jersey. (laughs) That's probably a very (laughs) smart suggestion
0: there, Mace. Much cheaper uh, and uh, certainly will last. The thing about Phil is if you're a Colorado native, uh, that'll always be a cool jersey to have. But right. if you want someone that's going to be on the team for a long time, then I would certainly hold off until he gets another contract.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think who would I buy a jersey of right now. Um, Garrett Bowles,
0: <laughs> maybe. But
1: what if they tag him and then he goes after another year? I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, it's always rookie, risky getting rookies. But Jerry Judy looks good, man. Um, on the defensive side, there's there's Bradley Chubb. And that's probably about where I would stop in, in case, like Justin Simmons isn't here.
1: I would also feel pretty good about Noah Fant, too.
0: Ah, yes, yes, yes. I agree. As a
1: young guy who I think is going to be around a long time.
0: I agree. Yep. Next one from the Big T Hey guys, from BSN to DNBR, and it keeps expanding. So many pods covering so many sports, but there is one sport missing. I'd say probably my number two sport is missing from the list. And no, it's not cricket. I was thinking that maybe there aren't many fans of this type of sport in Colorado. And I quickly remembered that you have one of the most famous sporting venues in the world, albeit a little bit unusual, that pretty much most fans of this type of sport will know about and will more than likely be on their bucket list to visit like it is on mine. So then quiz time. Mace, RK, and Zach, you got it yet? I actually, I I cheated. I saw this, so I can't. Mace, you have any idea what it would be? um skiing (laughs) oh not not too bad okay i'm sure you have it by now he says so what is the motorsport scene like in colorado pike speak aside i don't know if any famous circuits in colorado if anyone wants to chat motorsport preferably four wheels over two then send me a message on discord would love to chat about indycar and nascar with some american fans already found a fellow dnvr listener who is an f1 fan So there is more out there. Give me a shout. Peace out and love to all. And so sorry for the seemingly random tangent, the big T. No, we love it. The big T. And yeah, I actually had no idea that Colorado had a famous uh, track.
1: Well, I'm not sure it's, it's incredibly famous i mean, pikes peak raceway down in, in fountain i think is is what he's talking about and there were some big races it, it did hold uh some nascar bush series it's not called bush anymore and also back in the day indie racing league but the last i heard about pikes peak raceway was that remember when volkswagen had that scandal with the uh, the tdi yeah in their cars yep. and so they did they had to do a buyback and actually that's like I, I had that car and I took the, the buyback because it was a better deal, far better deal than you could get selling a six-year car. Wow. Well, a lot of those cars ended up just sitting out at Pikes Peak Raceway. Interesting. <laughs> uh, it, it was it, like just acres and acres of cars wow. uh, that Volkswagen had to buy back because they misled the public. Wow.
0: That's, that's, that's fascinating yeah that's pretty cool so if you're a if you're a fan hit up the big t next yeah. one coming in from broncos squared hey gang i'm back after reading some of your articles and i just want to bring up how refreshing it is to hear drew's answers in post game and weekly interviews on national sports shows they they share clips of what other quarterbacks say and i always i always got to be better in the lab watch the film and got to be better that's what they say blah 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 drew usually has some really well thought out answers in his interviews and i love hearing that some of his comments even inspire me and I'm sure as heck not on the team. Yeah, I mean, Drew, Drew's a great interview. I, w- I would totally agree with you on that.
1: And he's honest. And honest means that after a tough game, you'll see him bleed. Yeah. It's and true. we saw that Sunday.
0: It's true. Very true. And then,
1: and then finally, hip hip your Greetings, gents. The conversation about having Derek Carr's career for Drew Locke, I found to be quite intriguing. I would agree with everything you guys said, and I would be completely satisfied with that an MVP caliber season and someone who can consistently keep his team relevant. I would pose this question though, for you guys, Would you take Matt Stafford's career for Drew Locke.
0: And if we're talking about it the same way where it's Matt Stafford and you put him on the Broncos. Absolutely. Uh, I think you do that very similar to Derek Carr where the team success hasn't always been there, but the talent and the type of quarterback Mm -hmm. that he is, is there. So yeah, I would Mace, would you?
1: Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. But I just hope the team success would be a little more than he's, accomplished but I would I would take Matthew Stafford that kind of quarterback that sort of performance
0: yep I certainly would and what we're talking about with Matthew Stafford is a number one overall pick so not too shabby not Mm -hmm. too shabby all right Mace before we get out of here got to tell you guys about Green Mountain Dental again because we love them They love us, and you guys should really check them out because they treat you like family, just like they treated our sales director, Lindsay, when she had her wisdom teeth removed earlier this year. Green Mountain Dental. The the dentist actually called her a couple of days later personally to follow up, see how she was doing. They're big-time Colorado sports fans. And they're only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. And, guys, the kicker of this all – is they will hand over a free Sonicare toothbrush that Mace was talking about if you schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam. So please check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. Tell them that DNVR sent you. They'll talk some Broncos. They'll talk Colorado sports with you, and they'll treat you like family. Make sure to sign up for that cleaning x-ray and exam to get that free Sonicare toothbrush. That's Green Mountain Dental. Well, Mace, that'll do it for us today. Man, I love today's pod. Feeling great, fired up going into tomorrow. And we will be live on YouTube tomorrow, starting around 9.30 Denver time, just a couple minutes after 9.30. We'll be firing up a live pod on YouTube. Check us out if you can uh, at DNBR on YouTube and if not, this pod will drop uh, tomorrow afternoon because of course, can't wait to give you our predictions of what happens against the Las Vegas Raiders. Alright, that'll do it for us. For Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Have a terrific Thursday. It's getting me down Waiting up for